0: Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we're going to preview the Philadelphia Phillies matchup with the St. Louis Cardinals. Feels a little bit different than the last season when this team met the Cardinals in the postseason. We'll also discuss what a difference a year makes in that very same vein. And finally, we'll have off the pole on a, a playoff scenario, or I guess a couple of playoff scenarios. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for checking us out. If you want to check out some of my other content, you can hear me on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio. Uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia on the television where you can see me every once in a while. Uh, Credential Philadelphia Phillies media members so you can see me around the ballpark at Citizens Bank Park. All that good stuff. and. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. It all helps me out significantly, and uh, it helps other people get Locked On Phillies. Uh, subscribing to the YouTube is easy and free, and it helps you get notifications when new episodes are posted. So it's the best way to consume Lock On Phillies, all that good stuff. It's a... Uh, Uh, you're helping me, you're helping yourself enjoy it more, all that good. Yeah, like I say it every time for a reason. I think it's the best way to consume Locked On Phillies. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you could win up to a 100 uh, you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper Today. And something else you should check out today is the Philadelphia Phillies taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. So let's jump into it, shall we? Uh, we have a matchup between the Cardinals and the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park. The second series of this nine-game home stand, they just played three against the team who's escaping me. Why can I not remember who the heck they – three against the San Francisco Giants. Sorry. They're going to play three against the St. Louis Cardinals, and then they're going to have three against the Los Angeles Angels to start out next week, and then they'll go back on the road. But the middle series of their home stretch here, and, uh, yeah, the Cardinals and Phillies will – have first pitch at 7 5 p.m eastern standard time tonight you can listen to every pitch of the phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the sirius xm app just go to the sxm app and search phillies and you'll be able to pull everything up there the phillies come in with a 69 and 58 record top wild card seed the st louis cardinals come in with a record of 56 and 72 just an abysmal season for the cardinals they're out of the race they got nothing to play for they still got some names that you need to be aware of and Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, but they're just they're not an impactful franchise this year, not remotely. And the Philadelphia Phillies coming into the series should be looking at a team that two out of three is the only acceptable uh option. And a sweep would be preferable to that. It's just like the Giants series, just like I don't know, the Royals and the National Series that we had when the Phillies were going through that easy home stretch. You need two out of three in these type of situations. It's a bad baseball team coming in here. They're not playing that good. They haven't all year. They're not that good of a team. Go ahead and take care of business against them. We're going to talk a little bit more coming up about the difference between this year's Cardinals team and last year's Cardinals team that the Phillies saw in the postseason and knocked out and everything that went on with that. But let's take a look at the series in general, and then we'll jump into uh, game one. Well, tonight you've got a a matchup of Christopher Sanchez on the mound versus Miles Michaelis uh next game game two which will be saturday of uh, 715, national game you can catch it on fox on the tv side you got zach wheeler on the mound he'll be facing off against dakota hudson and then the final game of the series will be on sunday you got yourself a day game 135 first pitch and it'll be aaron nola on the mound he'll be facing off against drew rom who has a 14 era this year so that'll be that'll be an interesting game there uh, bottom line, though, uh, the pitching matchups, uh, not nothing too crazy. The Phillies have the five-man rotation rolling because Rangers 4 is still on the injured list, but uh, the Phillies should have the better pitcher in every single one of those matchups. Let's look specifically at tonight, right? The Phillies are minus 140 on the money line. ESPN Analytics gives them a 58.6% chance to win tonight's contest. And uh, let's talk a little bit about why. Well, Christopher Sanchez—he's one and three on the year, so the win-loss record isn't looking great. But he's got a three-three-six ERA, a one-zero-three WHIP, and sixty-four and a third innings pitched with fifty-eight strikeouts. I mean, solid numbers. The one thing that scares me a little bit about Sanchez—he's allowed eleven home runs, and that's in those sixty-four and a third innings pitched. That's too many for that many of innings. But still, a young pitcher. Uh, at least he's handling the walks. He's only got twelve walks. To those 58 strikeouts so that's good uh michaelis who's been really good in uh, previous seasons is six and nine nice this year win loss record a four five five era a one three whip and 152 and a third innings pitch now he's only struck out 107 so the strikeout stuff hasn't quite been there Uh, he's only allowed 16 home runs though so he's pitching to soft contact He's walked 31 in those 152 and a third innings pitch. So, uh, I mean, he's a guy who's going to attack the zone, induce contact, and try and beat you that way. If you can hit the ball out of the yard, you feel good. If you don't, you're going to have to string together some hits. Now, clearly very beatable, gettable pitcher with that four five five ERA, and most of the pitchers you're going to see from the Cardinals are very gettable and beatable. But, uh, yeah, he's a quality pitcher who just is having a down year because the team is having a down year. Uh, totally understandable there. You're still going to have to go after him and try and uh, do what you can do to break through. But a righty, so lefties, another big day, just what I was talking about with uh, Alex Cobb. Now, that one didn't go quite as well uh, against the Giants because Kopp kind of dominated for the first four or five innings. But hopefully the Phillies get on uh like early and take care of business on this one. Now, looking at the leaders... Uh, for each team, you could, see, uh, you could see that the Cardinals still have something special going on because Nolan Arenado is still a monster. Uh, leader in home runs for the Phillies, Kyle Schwarber with 34. Nolan Arenado leads the Cardinals with 26. Uh, leader in average for the Phillies, now Bryce Harper batting 299. Nolan Arenado is batting 283. Respectable, especially with the 26 bombs. Uh, RBIs, Kyle Schwarber has 81 RBIs on the year. Nolan Arenado has 87 for a team that's 56 and 72. Uh, with still a month left of the season to go, I mean, that guy's going to have, uh, he's going to have 100 RBIs this season with a direct St. Louis Cardinals team. He's still as advertised and great defensively and everything. Arenado's a monster. That's why he came up with trade deadline talks and everything. So if there's a guy to avoid in this series, don't let Aaron Nolte. Don't let Aaron Nolanado is what I was going to say. I don't know where that came from. Uh, Aaron Nolanato is like some weird, bizarro world combination of Nolan Arenado and Aaron Nola. It's actually kind of funny. I might have to be able to use that somewhere. Bottom line, don't let Nolan Arenado beat you. Uh, here's the, uh, the lineups for tonight. For the Cardinals, Edmund leading off O'Neal playing left field. Uh, batting second, Goldschmidt in the three spot. Arenado, of course, who we were just talking about in the cleanup spot. Contreras, DHing, batting fifth. Kinsler is batting sixth. Walker, seventh. moderate, Win, ninth. The bottom of that lineup sounds like a triple-A lineup. Uh, the Phillies lineup: Schorber's going to lead off and play left. Turner, shortstop, batting second. Bryce Harper still DHing, batting third. He's got some back soreness, so they're not playing him at first base until that's totally clear. I get it honest batting cleanup, playing right. Bryson Stott, fifth at second base. Alec Boehm over at third base today, batting sixth, which you know what that means, but we'll get to that in a second. Brandon Marsh batting seventh, playing center. And here's what we were talking about. Jake Cave is going to play first. You know, if Alec Boehm's over there at third and Bryce Harper's DHing, Jake Cave's over there first. He's batting eighth. Garrett Stubbs behind the dish, batting ninth, catching Christopher Sanchez, giving you what I promised you on Wednesday's episode, a day off or maybe it was yesterday's episode, Thursday's episode, a day off for JT. He had the off day yesterday. You had him two days in a row. You let him clear his head. He's been struggling lately. He looked like he was dealing some kind of nagging injury of some sort. Uh, take care of all the business with JT. I like that move by Topper. So you get stubbed in there, and you should still have enough offense. As far as career versus uh, Michaelis, Kyle Schwarber's got a 182 average against him in his career, but I mean, that's what he's got against everybody this season. So, whatever. Trey Turner, 250 against him in his career. So, a little bit less than most pitchers you'd see. Bryce Harper, though, 5 for 12, 417 with two homers. That's pretty darn good. Nick Castellanos, 4 for 17, but has left a yard twice against Michaelis. Uh, that's all good. And then Stott, Bohm, Marsh, and Stubbs all saw him a little bit last year. None of them really that good. Well, Alec Bone's 2 for 3 against him, 667, but. Too small of a sample size for those guys. So, yeah, you got an opportunity to hit guys around. And Harper and Castellanos have both left the yard twice against Michaelis in his career, so or in their careers, or in both of their careers. So look for a little bit of pop from the middle of the lineup there. I do feel good about that. Again, 7.05 p.m. first pitch, Phillies Cardinals. You can listen to every pitch of the hometown radio broadcast of that game, the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game, when you go to the SXM app map and search Phillies and pull everything up there. And coming up, we're going to talk about just – <laughs> what a different spot we're in from last year when the Philadelphia Phillies, I guess the last time the Phillies played the Cardinals and where we currently exist in today's baseball world. It's absolutely wild. We'll discuss that as we continue Locked on Phillies. First, of all, I want to tell you about our title sponsor today, Sleeper. Do you think Bryce Harper can hit a home run off of Miles Michaelis? I mean, he's done it twice in his career. He's hit three in the last three games. One of them was kind of questionable inside the park home run. It'll still count, right? Well, I sure think he can. He's been hot lately, and there's nothing that Bryce Harper's not capable of. So go to sleeper, and you can swing for the fences with up to 100 times payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players. So I just told you, Harper's gone yard twice in his career against Michaelis. Castellanos has gone twice in his career against Michaelis. You could just pick those two, and they're over in home runs. and uh, Or you could select they're over in something like hits you select the over and strikeouts for Christopher Sanchez if you think the Cardinals offense isn't all that good hint it's not all that good stuff you get your picks right and you could win big it's a super easy app to use you just select the players the stat you want to you uh the stat you want to do I should say and then you pick over or under it's really that simple it takes like three seconds to put together a lineup and you just type it through put it in you could win 100 times your money Dynamic payouts are also live. What are dynamic uh, payouts? Well, basically, it's how daily fantasy apps should do stuff. Not all do. but uh, With Sleeper, dynamic payouts means if you were to pick, uh, I don't know, let's say you're going to pick Christopher Sanchez to have over in strikeouts and he doesn't strike out that many guys. Well, then you might get a nice multiplier on there. So there's multipliers attached to those uh, props as opposed to preset multipliers based on the number of legs in a contest. Before, it's like, if you have eight guys in this contest, you get this much money. Now it's you have eight guys, but you've got some improbable picks in there. You could make even more, even higher payouts with less picks. It's a great way to win some money. So go ahead and check out Sleeper. Use promo code On, and you get to up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. All right, so the last time the Philadelphia Phillies faced off against the St. Louis Cardinals, it was the 2022 National League Wild Card Series. All two of those games were played out in St. Louis. Yes, the Philadelphia Phillies swept out the Cardinals. They ended the Cardinals season just like that, and it was a strong performance by them. It it really was just a battle by the Philadelphia Phillies. It's where we first got the idea that they could come back and go on a bit of a run, like there might be some magic with this team. And I, I remember the Phillies were down in the ninth inning of game one, and it was before the Alec Bohm got hit by the pitch at bat and Gene Segura a seeing a single to extend the lead, and the Phillies started hanging it on the Cardinals and closed that game out easily. And then you'll remember in game two, Bryce Harper hit the big home run early to kind of open up the game a little bit, and the Phillies would close it down. The pitching was outstanding for the Phillies in that series. But here's the thing. Before Alec Bone kind of created that rally by getting hit by a pitch and the Phillies put everything together in the ninth inning of game one of the wild card series, the Cardinals were the NL Central champions. They were a team that had World Series aspirations. They felt good. Now, they were a flawed team, and I don't think – any Cardinals fan would truly tell you they thought they were the favorite to win anything that year, but they were more favorite than the Phillies. I mean, darn, they won the division. They had a better record. There's a reason that game was being played in St. Louis as opposed to being played – or, sorry, they didn't win the division. I, I apologize. They would have been the top wild card. But, wait, no. Yeah, they they won – sorry, they won the division. They were the lowest uh, division champion, which is why they were playing the final wild card. I'm, I'm so focused on the top wild card matchup this time around because the Phillies seem destined for that. But anyway, I had a tweet ready to go out last year. I remember it distinctly. I was sitting on my couch back there and I was watching the game and I was about to tweet out. Maybe I actually did. I'll have to go back and see if I actually hit send on the tweet, but basically saying if this is what playoff baseball is like, thank goodness the Phillies made us wait 10 years to have to see it again. I'm saying that as long as that streak was, this is more painful than missing the playoffs because they've shown up and just absolutely been dominated. No offense, no nothing. And little did we know the run that was coming, but how much things have changed since then for the St. Louis Cardinals and somewhat for the Philadelphia Phillies, you know, it's funny. The Phillies go on, of course, to make the run to the world series. The Cardinals go out in two games after a promising season and winning a division. And next thing you know, they're one of the uh, doormats of all the baseball in 2023. And, I'm sure you check out locked on Cardinals, our friends over at locked on Cardinals, my friend, JD Halfrun running that over there does great work. So uh, you can go ahead and check out his work. I'm sure he'll tell you all the problems wrong with the Cardinals this year, much more in detail than I can. It's just crazy to me how quickly things can turn around for a franchise like that. And even though the Phillies this year, they haven't had a much different season than what they had in 2022 for better or for worse. Uh, The Cardinals have had a much different one. And, they're normally baseball heaven, right? They're normally Mr. Consistent. They're out there in the central, and they just win it every year. They're in the playoffs every year, and they're always around 85, 90 games, and they've done it for what feels like 4,000 years. And now all of a sudden they, they've dropped off. I guess what I'm trying to get at is did the Philadelphia Phillies crush the St. Louis Cardinals? Did they ruin their dreams? Did they break that whole franchise? No, I'm, I mean – I'm that's tongue-in-cheek as I say that because I'm sure there's a lot that's gone wrong with that team this year and we'll get to see it firsthand at Citizens Bank Park this weekend. But it's just so funny to me how much difference a year can make. And that's another thing, right? And that's why the Philadelphia Phillies need to stay the course as far as developing these players. And uh, they've given out big contracts. That's why I really like the Phillies' chances in 2024 because a team may look unbeatable this year. For example, the Atlanta Braves the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, teams over in the American League, the Orioles, the Rays, uh, everything going on over there. I mean, you know the good teams in baseball by this point. we got a month left of the season. But you never know who's going to fall apart next year. You don't know what injuries are going to happen. You don't know what players are moving. The Phillies went from barely getting in to now being head and shoulders above the division winner that they played last year. So there can be major turnaround in baseball. And this is just a general example of – Stay the course. Try and keep consistently competing. And this is why anyone who's like, okay, well, just getting in isn't good enough. Yeah, it is. I want them to win the division. I want them to be a 100-plus win baseball team. I want them to maximize what they get from one of the higher payrolls in all of baseball. All of that's true. Have they underachieved uh, based on their payroll and everything? Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say that the Phillies have had an underwhelming season. It's very, very slightly, but underwhelming uh, season compared to what I thought they were going to do, but they still have a chance to rectify that over the last month. But the point is, I mean, you got one of the more consistent franchises in baseball, not even close to the playoffs in the Cardinals So you're going to see come in here. It's not as easy as it looks to just make the playoffs because you have good names on the roster. They got Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, for goodness sakes. So this is a little reminder just to count your blessings for the Philadelphia Phillies being where they're at, Got another month still to go, but they're looking like a solid playoff team and the Cardinals are on the outside looking in that those same Cardinals won the division last year. So let's not get uh, too down on the Phillies as long as they're competing for a playoff spot. I'm not saying you have to be like super pumped that they're way back on the Braves. I'm just trying to give you perspective from the Cardinals perspective on why it could be worse. Now, coming up, we're going to do a little off the pole. Off the polls, a poll question segment. If you're not familiar, we we'll put out a Twitter poll, ask you a question about the Phillies, you respond, and we'll recap it on Monday's episode. So I'll give you the question for that and explain the segment a little bit further. Coming up, as we wrap up lock on Phillies, with one more thing, Phillies Cardinals, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow night. I want to let you know one more time, you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of so that game on the XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. We'll wrap up with Off the Poll coming up next. All right, yes, time for off the poll and a very simple one for today. Now, way off the poll works is I'm going to pose a question to you. I'm going to post it on a Twitter poll at Thomas 975 on Twitter at LO underscore Phillies on Twitter. We'll both have it. You can see the handle for my personal account on the YouTube if you're watching right now. And I'm not going to tell you my thoughts today, but I will on Monday when I read your answers because I don't want to bias you. So here's the question. Who would you most want to play In a wild card series, as it stands right now, like as the standings are and the teams are, and everything you're seeing, I know it can change over the course of the season, but knowing where the teams are, who would you most want to see out of these teams in a wild card series? Here are the four that I'm going to give you because these are the four next closest teams. I mean, this right now, no disrespect to the Miami Marlins, it could easily be them. They're only two games back in the final spot in the wild card series, they're four and a half back of you, but still a month to go. Who knows what happens? I don't think it's very likely but it's possible and they're a solid baseball team i don't mean disrespect to them but your four options for who you want to play would be the chicago cubs who are a half game uh sorry two games back of you the arizona diamondbacks who are two and a half games back of you the san francisco giants who you just saw and are now three games back of you or the cincinnati reds also three games back of you so if you had your pick of who you want the phillies to face in a wild card series right now as it stands cubs Diamondbacks, Giants, Reds. Simple, right? Go ahead and put your answer to that. I'm very interested to see who the fan base wants to see come October. Of course, the Phillies still got to get there and everything. We just talked about with the Cardinals, how difficult that can be. But uh, I want to know who you want to see come into the Citizens Bank Park, or maybe the Phillies go travel to see if some other team gets hot. We hope it's here, but uh, all that stuff is still up for grabs. And on Monday, final segment, we'll recap the numbers and whatever we voted for. I'll share my thoughts on who I want the Phillies to see because I have plenty on it, and uh, we'll jump into that. But that's all for today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking in with us. Uh, Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. Locked On Phillies part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Y'all have a good weekend, all that good stuff. Enjoy the series. I feel like I've said all that good stuff like four times in today's episode. Hopefully the Phillies take two of three at least from the Cardinals. And we're having a fun episode, and I will talk to you next time on Monday, the next episode of Locked on Phillies.